You're tuning in to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Hobart, Tasmania and you can get us on 87.6, 87.8 or 88.0 and also you can get us through the Faith FM app or the Faith FM website that is faithfm.com.au. I'm your host Tabitha Zakaria and today we have Rako joining us from Bernie. Um, Rako Chalit joins us every Wednesday and uh, he's been doing his program, um, series of programs titled 3MJ where the 3M stand for movement, message and mission and uh, J standing for Jesus. So the 3MJ is movement, message and mission of Jesus. And, um, today Rako will be talking about the parable of the fig tree. Welcome Rako. How are you today? Good. Thank you. How are you doing, Tabitha? I'm well, thank you. It's a beautiful sunny day, so I am very good. <laughs> <laughs> I had someone I had someone um call me yesterday from the mainland and uh, they said to me, "Oh, is it cold in Tasmania?" and I responded by saying, "When is it not cold?" <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we get like 9 months of winter. <laughs> but anyway, we survive. We do get few warm days and we enjoy that. We do, we do. Yeah. So, Rako, what have you been up to from the start of the week? Um, did anything significant happen that you'd like to share with us? Yes, there was something significant. On Monday, uh, we had a funeral at Olverston Church and there was a lady, she passed away. She she had a tragic accident and uh, she was 84 years of age and there was a lot of people that came and, and supported the funeral. They came from the community and, and this lady's name was uh, Truce de Vries. Uh, she was 84 when she passed away mm-hmm. and she she's just done a tremendous work in the community. Um, she had this intense desire to share Jesus with other people and she helped out at Adra, uh, that is an op shop, and uh, she loved people, she was a light, a witness, uh, she had this sense of doing God's mission and uh, uh, I kind of uh, s- summarize her as and seeing her as a community missionary. Yeah. I can imagine how the community is feeling right now and um, may her soul rest in peace. Yeah, you, you know what's interesting? Um, mm. She would go to the address shop and there's volunteers that work there. And, and Truce was known for hugging people, oh. uh, embracing people. And I heard um, someone at the funeral got up and um, gave their reflections on the people working at the shop. And they said, um, these people were talking among themselves and saying, well, I was the last one to get the hug. No, I was the last one to oh. get the hug. <laughs> and, you know, there is the power of touch and to embrace and and uh, at, at the we had a church uh, funeral service, um, and then at the graveside, uh, I had the privilege of uh, sharing a few words, and I actually touched on uh, hugging. Um, the Bible doesn't use the word hug, but it does use the word embrace, yeah. and uh, you, you see the word embrace being used there. Uh, Esau embraced uh, his brother Jacob. Mm-hmm. Um, Jacob embraced Joseph's uh, kids, sons. Uh, also in Ecclesiastes is chapter 3 and this really got me mm. you know I, I, that chapter I usually know there's a time for this and a time for that there's a time to be born a time to die but it also says in Ecclesiastes chapter 3 verse 5 there's a time to embrace and there's a time to um, ha- and uh, yeah. when I saw that I went wow <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah and uh, when Jesus comes back 
And uh, when we see Jesus, and let's say we even saw Jesus now, you know, how would we react? Uh, I think one of two ways. Either we may prostrate ourselves before Christ, like mm-hmm. the 24 elders that we read of in the book of Revelation, or we'll just go up to him and embrace him mm-hmm. and hug him. And I hope mm. it will be the latter. Yeah, but uh, I believe uh, Trusa's legacy was she really was there to tell people about Jesus. And she had this sense of mission. She, she put others first. Um, uh, on, on the day she passed away at home, she had a piece of paper on top of her Bible. Mm. And uh, uh, the family showed that to me. And actually, I'll just share a few things she wrote on that piece of paper. We don't know if she wrote that on that day or a few days prior. We don't know exactly when. But mm. on, on this small piece of paper, uh, which was on top of her Bible, it had uh, a list of different foods. Maybe it was her shopping list. Uh, it mentioned lentils and carrots, onion, garlic, celery, oregano, coriander, tomato. But she also wrote this note. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus bought a lemon, it's you and me. Wow. A- and, uh, you know, I-, I thought about that because sometimes we are like bitter or I should say sour lemons and we need to be sweetened by Jesus. Um, we need to be sweetened, shaped and molded by the Holy Spirit. On the same piece of paper, she wrote these words, and this comes from a song. Mm-hmm. I want to spend my life mending broken people. I want to spend my life removing pain. Lord, let my words heal a heart that hurts. I want to spend my life mending broken people. And on the same piece of uh, paper, she wrote this too. I have a father. He calls me his own. He never leaves me no matter where I go. He knows my name. He knows my every thought. He sees each tear that falls and he hears me when I call. And I think I want to share this one more point too, because I think it's it's quite significant and, and, and personal for me too. Um, it, when this accident happened about a week and a half ago, mm. um, her son, who lives in Tasmania, is uh, a good bloke. He's a very beautiful man, um, good, good, good man. He he wasn't here. He mm. was up in Queensland visiting his family there, and so the daughter-in-law she asked me if I can go and. Uh, uh, go to the hospital with her and I did to go and support her mm. and uh, we went into uh, Truce was in ICU intensive care unit at Bernie Hospital mm. and we walked in and um, the daughter-in-law she she she, she was talking to Truce uh, you know it's difficult Truce she was um, there on the bed uh, uh, they were keeping her alive but she I wouldn't say she was very conscious, or probably not conscious at all, but um, the daughter-in-law was sharing a few words, and then um, she walked around to the other side of the bed, and finally I um, I actually put my hands on the rail of the bed, and I was looking at Truce, and uh, the daughter-in-law said to me, Raiko, share a few words, say something, <laughs> say something, that's what she said to me. Mm. And I, I, looked, I was looking at Truce, and... I was blank. I didn't know what to say. And uh, yeah. my mind was blank. And uh, I always have something to say, but I didn't want to say something just for the sake of saying it. Mm. And uh, about a half a minute later, the thought came, the words came, and I was in tears. Um, and it took me about three minutes to compose myself. And then finally the words came out, which were good and faithful servant. Mm. 
And, you know, that comes from Matthew chapter 25, um, the parable of the talents, the talents representing spiritual gifts. God gives us talents to invest in others, to share the gospel. And uh, two of the three servants which received talents, they invested and they received more. And you read there in Matthew 25 how, it's, how it says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things, enter into the joy uh, mm. of your Lord. And, and I believe truth is resting in Jesus. Mm. Um, uh, we believe, according to the Bible, that when a person dies, they rest. Uh, death is sleep. And there's going to be a resurrection in the future. And I believe truth will enter into the uh, joy of the Lord. Mm. and. Amen. And, and I heard a very cool acronym for joy, and that is Jesus, others, and you. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus first, then you put others, and this is, um, this is, th- this I can really see manifested in Sister Truce, and then yourself. And, um, what a legacy to leave. Um, I do remember one time in Canberra, um, when I was working there, uh, 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 one of the people said to me, when you leave, uh, what will your legacy be? And he was talking in the context of adding things to the building and the physical things. And to be honest, I don't care about those things. To me, that's not a legacy. Mm-hmm. To me, a legacy is to have, just like Sister Truth did, having the character of God mm-hmm. you know, a- a- mm-hmm. and sharing your faith with other people. Mm-hmm. And that's what God calls us to do. That's what Jesus left to his disciples and we are his disciples he said go ye into the world and um you know teach other people my word and um, it's our responsibility um thank you for sharing that beautiful story and uh, just to remind our listeners of our show number it's zero four double eight double double eight zero eight nine one zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one save us Tazian County's number if you don't have it saved and you can text us any questions, any comments or any feedback. Um Rako, we are about to go for a break, so I think it's better to go for a break first and then you can get into today's program after the break. All good. All right, we're going to listen to this song The Great I Am by Amish Cherry. Um stay with us as we listen to this song and then after the song you can um, get Drago sharing today's program We marvel at a has-been God In our power He displayed Miracle maker Life change not constrained to limitations We say he transcends time But don't believe he's here and now Enclosed in dusty history books Or in the future But God is alive today Living here and now Waiting to release his power Working in our world today Not just a has-been or a will-be But the great I am 
Believing in the will be God Working through his children There'll be signs in sky and sea People bowing on bending knee We say he transcends time But don't believe he's here and now in dusty history books or in the future But God is alive today Living here and now Waiting to release His power Working in our world today Not just a has-been or I will be But the great I am The great I am Is the great I am God is alive today Living here and now Waiting to release His power Working in our world Just a has been or a will be, but the great I am, the great I am, the great I am, the great I am. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. That is The Great I Am by Amy Sherry. And, um, yeah, that song just says God is ready. He's with us and um, ready to work his power through us so we can do his work. And you're listening to Tazi Encounters with Raku Chalet. And, um, Raku, did you want me to pray first before we continue? Uh, yes, please. Okay, let's pray. Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and we thank you for your blessings upon us. We pray that you be with us throughout this day and throughout this program. Be with Raku as he shares your message. May you speak through him and uh, may your spirit work, work through him and also through us as listeners, Father, that um, we may be touched by your word and act upon it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, Rako, where do you want us to get into um, from here? I want to talk about events that we have uh, covered thus far. We're we're looking at Jesus' final week of ministry, and I've not done this for a few weeks. And so we're beginning with events on Sunday. You have the picking up the donkey, then Jesus' triumphal entry, and he weeps over Jerusalem. He returns to Bethany. On Monday, you have the fruitless fig tree, the cleansing of the temple, the return to Bethany from Jerusalem, uh, the withered fig tree. Jesus' authority is questioned. Now, this is taking place on Tuesday. And then he shares three parables in a row, the parable of the two sons, the parable of the wicked vine dressers, the parable of the wedding feast. Then uh, he's questioned in regard to paying taxes or tribute to Caesar. The Sadducees and the resurrection, he was asked a um, a theological question. Then he was asked a question about the uh, 
God's law, the, the greatest commandment. Jesus talks about that. Jesus' identity, the God-man. Then in Matthew 24, we're dealing with characteristics of false leaders, woes to the religious leaders. Jesus laments over Jerusalem. Jesus in the outer court with the Greeks. He has a personal interview with them. Then Jesus is on the Mount of Olives, and he's talking to Peter, James, John, and Andrew about deception in the last days, false Christ. Uh, he then talks to them about signs before the destruction of Jerusalem and the coming of Jesus, uh, the abomination of desolation, and then as we talked about um, the last three weeks is the great tribulation. And you know, there's so many things that Jesus is sharing on Tuesday mm-hmm. um, and, and doing on Tuesday. It's like almost we'll never get through. And uh, I think this is episode number 23 um, that we're still looking at Jesus's final week of ministry. It's amazing. It's so action-packed. There's so much to unpack. Mm-hmm. And today we're looking at the parable of the fig tree. And this is found in Matthew 24. Verses 32 to 35, mm-hmm. uh, Mark 13, verse 28 to 30, and Luke chapter 21, verses 29 to 33. Mm-hmm. Matthew and Mark's account is very much identical, but when it comes to Luke's account, it's just slightly different. And uh, I know you have the Bible open there to Matthew 24, and can you please read just verse 32 and 35, please? Sure. Um, the, para- the title is The Parable of the Fig Tree. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. When its, branches has, when its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. And 35, heaven and earth will pass away. Uh, 33, please. Sorry, okay. So you, th- 33, so you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Thank you. So here it talks about this fig tree, and it mentions it puts forth leaves. And and that word leaves in the Greek can also mean to spring or to sprout. And there's an analogy here. Jesus teaches the analogy of the fig tree for the soon coming of the Lord in power and glory. And this is a parable. And if it's a parable, well, there's things that uh, are there to teach us a spiritual lesson. And we'll get into that. But let's go to Luke's account, Luke chapter 21, Mm -hmm. Luke chapter 21 and verse 29. And I'm going to read that. It says this, verse 29, Then he spoke to them a parable, and it says, Look at the fig tree. And what else does it say, Tabitha? And all the trees. Ah. There's a comparison there. Yeah, there's a bit of a comparison. See, in Matthew and also Mark's account, it also it only talks about the fig tree, but here it talks about and all the trees. So there's other trees, mm. right? And then it says, when they are already doing what? Budding. Budding. You see and know for yourselves that summer is now near. So you also, when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Mm. These, this fig tree and also all these other trees, they are budding. Mm. And, and that word budding in the Greek means to germinate or to sh- shoot forth. Mm. And sprout. To sprout, right. And let me ask this question. Uh, we know that there are four seasons in a year. And it says that uh, when these trees are budding, you know for yourselves that summer is now near. So if summer is now near, what uh, what season of the year are these trees budding? Spring. Exactly. 
You're totally spot on. And even in the book Great Controversy, he talks about this and it mentions uh, how Jesus pointed his followers to the budding trees of spring. Mm-hmm. But now let's talk about this. Mm-hmm. In the Bible, what does a tree represent or symbolize? I've touched on this before, but I want to kind of recap and review some of these things. What does a tree represent or symbolize? Um, is it a person? You can be a person. Actually, before we move on, I forgot to mention something. Mm-hmm. There are people who teach that this budding fig tree here represents the nation of Israel, literally. And they teach that this is when Israel uh, became an independent nation in the year 1948. Okay, so there are people that teach this, and um, we call these people dispensationalists. They say, oh, the leaves are coming out, so this means it's the rebirth of a nation again. I just want to throw this in as well. At Mount Sinai, God gave a covenant to literal Israel. We read in the Old Testament, he said, if you will indeed obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be a a special treasure to me above all people, for all the earth is mine. That's what God said in Exodus 19, verse 5. He said, if, um, and the word if is a condition. But you're right, a tree represents a person. For example, we see this in Psalms chapter 1, verse 3. It talks about the blessed man. He is like a a tree planted by the rivers of water. Mm -hmm. But A tree can also represent a nation, a -hmm. kingdom. Mm -hmm. Uh, Example is Daniel chapter 4, where you have this huge tree, Mm -hmm. and it's cut at the stump. Now, if it's cut at the stump, it means it could still grow. Mm -hmm. And that tree represented King Nebuchadnezzar, and King Nebuchadnezzar represented the kingdom of Babylon. Mm -hmm. So, therefore, a tree can represent a person. Mm. Sorry, or it can represent a nation, a kingdom, a power, some political power. And and King Nebuchadnezzar, he was a Gentile. He was a pagan. In Hosea chapter 9 and verse 10, we won't open the Bible there because of time, but it talks about how uh, I found Israel like a vineyard, but also like a fig tree. Mm. So in the Old Testament, we see that Israel is represented and symbolized by a fig tree. Okay, so that's important to keep and store in the back of our mind. So therefore, people say, oh, you read this here in in Luke 21, Mark 13, and also Matthew 24 about the parable of fig tree. So this is literal Israel. Mm-hmm. Well, let's not be too quick to say that. Um, let's go to Matthew chapter 3. Matthew chapter 3. Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll cover this before our break. Yeah. Uh, Matthew chapter 3, we have... A person, he prepared the way for Jesus. Who am I thinking of? John the Baptist. John the Baptist. He was preaching a message of repentance. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And uh, it wasn't very easy. He was doing inreach to the Jewish nation. Hmm. And uh, let's pick it up from verse 7. Can you please read verse 7 and verse 8, please? Sure. Um, But when he saw many of the Pharisees and Sadducees coming to his baptism, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore, bear fruits worthy of repentance. Okay, let's pause there. Let's pause there. Okay, sorry for pausing you there. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, so he, <laughs> the, the Pharisees and the Sadducees, these are Jewish religious leaders. Mm. 
And he's giving it to them, brood of vipers. We know later on he calls them hypocrites in Matthew 23 and serpents. And these guys, they didn't have their theology right. And notice in verse 8, you do not bear fruits worthy of repentance. Now, fruits. Mm -hmm. Now, what are the fruits of the Spirit? Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Thank you for having them down for me. <laughs> <laughs> now, you have a listener question there, don't you? I do. Okay. Do you want me to pose it now? Well, yeah, pose it, please. Um, so, the listener question is, which of the fruits um, of the Spirit do you resonate most with? Um, share with us your thoughts um, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one, the fruit of the spirit that you resonate most with or that inspires you the most. Yeah, and, and that's quite personal too. Um, and here he's saying you don't have these fruits really. In, 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 you, you're not having the character of God. That's what it is. Love and joy. All of these are characteristics of God. And then please read verse nine. And do not think to say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. Wow. It's, it says, uh, you know, don't say to yourselves, we have Abraham as our father. You know, they were very, the Jews were very proud that Abraham was their father. You know, they come from this ancestry. But it doesn't mean that they lived like Abraham. It doesn't mean that they had the faith of of Abraham. Abraham really, you know, he believed in God. It was accounted to him for righteousness, as Genesis chapter 15 says. And then verse 10, notice what it says here. And even now the axe is laid where? To the roots of the trees, not the stump. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut cut down and thrown into the fire. Well, when you read that, Tabitha, you know, what are you thinking? You know, who does this tree represent here? Israel, the is- nation of Israel. Right, and notice the axes, as you said, it's not at the stump. It's at the root of the tree. And, and it mentions here, um, does not bear good fruit doesn't have God's character, and uh, it's thrown into the fire. And keep this in mind, this is well before Jesus got baptized. Mm -hmm. This is about six months prior before Jesus got baptized. In the same chapter, we read about the baptism uh, of Jesus, and Jesus came for his mission for the Jewish nation. And we know, according to the Bible, uh, Daniel chapter 9, that uh, he, his, uh, his work was to be for three and a half years. So keep this in mind. This is six months before Jesus Christ would uh, get baptized and then Jesus would start his ministry. And we'll need to go for a break now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, just to remind our listeners, text us uh, the fruit of the spirits that you feel speaks most to you um, to zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one. If it's love, if it's peace, if it's long suffering, let us know. Share your thoughts with us. We'd like to hear from you. And now we're going to listen to this song, Find Us Faithful by Christian Beldell. On the journey of the narrow road And those who 
gone before us lined the way cheering on the faithful encouraging the weary their lives a stirring testament to God's sustaining grace surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses let us run the race not only for the prize but as those who've gone before us let us leave to those behind us the heritage of faithfulness passed on through godly lives oh may all who come behind us find us faithful may the fire of our devotion light their Find us faithful After all Our hopes and dreams Have come and gone And our children sift Through all we've left behind May the clues that they discover And the memories they uncover Become the light that leads them To the road we each must find Oh, may all who come behind us Find us faithful May the fire of our devotion Light their way the footprints that we leave lead them to believe and the lives we live inspire them to obey oh may all who come behind us find us faithful may the fire of The footprints that we leave 
that is Find Us Faithful by Christian Beldell. And you're listening to Tazian Counties with Draco Chelitz. And um, before we went for a break, Draco talked about um, this scripture passage where um, the axes are the roots of the tree and not the stump. And uh, the tree representing the nation of Israel. Um, Raku is going to tell us what that represents. But before that, I just want to mention to our listeners um, of the offer that we have today. We have a free offer. And that is the book. As, yeah, we'll give you more information about that a bit later. Um, Raku, uh, what did you want to share to tell us about the axe being at the root of the tree and the tree representing the nation of Israel? I want us to move forward. Um, Jesus gets baptized, and uh, two and a half years into his ministry, so this would be three years from the time John the Baptist said to these Pharisees and Sadducees, the axe is at the root of the tree. Jesus, we read about this in Luke 13, and Jesus, he shares a parable, and it's called the parable of the barren fig tree. Let's not get confused. This is different than from what we're reading in Matthew 24, Mark 13, and Luke uh, chapter 21 which occurs later, the parable of the fig tree so this is earlier, this is about a year earlier and can you please read for us Luke 13 and verse 6 please he, sure. Um, he also spoke this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none, then he said to the keeper of, the, of his vineyard look for three years for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Thank you. Okay, I want to just pause there. Just to give some interpretation here um, and just to speak up things. A certain man, the certain man is God the Father. There's a fig tree. This is the nation of Israel. It's also planted in the vineyard. Well, this represents Israel. He came seeking fruit. In other words, the fruit of the Spirit. But... He found none. Then he has a keeper. The keeper here represents um, God the Father, Son, which is Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And uh, he found no fruit on it. And there's been three years that have gone by. Mm. And keep that in mind. From John the Baptist until now, Jesus' ministry is two and a half years into his ministry. We know his ministry will last for three and a half years. Now, let me ask you a question. If you had a fig tree, and I, I, I really enjoy eating uh, figs, but if you had a, a fig tree and it was not productive, eventually after several years, what would you do? Um, I will cut it down. You'll cut it down. Mm. But notice what it says in the next Bible verse, verse, verse 8. Verse 8 and 9. Please read that. But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it. And if it, and if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. So it's like, give it more time. <laughs> yeah, give it another year. Yeah. And you know, Jesus' ministry lasted for three and a half years. Mm. And then he was crucified on the cross. So this is really grace. This is mercy. I, I want to I help this tree. I want to help the nation of Israel. And if there's a dead tree, um, in, in real life, you sometimes uh, dig a little bit around it. You aerate the soil. You add fertilizer. And it can come back to life. Mm. I know you do a lot of gardening. <laughs> I wish I did more. (laughs) I wish I did more. I wish I had more time to do that. And 
We read Matthew 24, Luke 21. These events t- are taking place on Tuesday, a few days before Christ is going to be crucified on the cross. But also, just uh, remember this too, that the previous day on Monday, Jesus was walking to Jerusalem and he saw a fig tree. Mm-hmm. And the fig tree, it had leaves, but it had no fruit. Mm-hmm. And you know, that was deception. Because it's not normal. If a, tr- if a fig tree had leaves, it must have figs, but it didn't. And mm-hmm. so there's deception, there's falsehood. And this represents the Jewish religious leaders, falsehood. And what did Jesus do to that tree? He cursed it. And then the following day, you see that it's dried by the roots. It's withered away. And, and I want to just read this to you from Desire of Ages. Um, this comes from page 583. This is talking about this uh, fig tree that withered away. Mm. Um, on the Monday, it was cursed. On the Tuesday morning, it's withered away. And I just want to read this. Um, just keeping the back of your mind characteristics here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are told by Desire of Ages that this fig tree was in an orchard with other trees mm-hmm. withered beneath the savior's curse standing forth serene and blasted dried up by the roots the fig tree showed what the jewish people would be when the grace of god was removed from them mm-hmm. refusing to impart blessing they would no longer receive it and hosea 13 verse 9 says "O israel the lord says thou hast destroyed thyself another mm-hmm. quotation mm-hmm. all the trees in the fig orchard were destitute of fruit but the leafless trees raised no expectation and caused no disappointment Mm -hmm. by these trees the gentiles were represented they were as destitute as were the jews of godliness but they had not professed to serve god they made no boastful pretensions to goodness they were blind to the works and ways of god with them the time of figs was not yet they were still waiting for a day which would bring them light and hope the jews who had received greater blessings from god were held accountable for their abuse of these gifts the privileges of which they boasted only increased their guilt. I want to remember how we read in Matthew 24, uh, sorry, not Matthew 24, but Luke chapter 21, the parable of the fig tree and all other trees. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the fig tree, hmm, does it represent literal Israel? We'll get to that, but there's also all these other trees which represent Gentiles, mm-hmm. other nations, right? So keep that. What I want to talk about now before we end this section is a genuine and a non-genuine Israelite. And uh, uh, I've seen this picture, which I have when I've presented this on PowerPoint, where it says real or fake. And uh, uh, I've looked up the words genuine, and I found this one picture where there's a shop and it says genuine fake watches. (laughs) (laughs) And and, and so you have genuine Israelites and you have a non-genuine Israelite. And imagine calling someone a genuine uh, Christian and... uh, Yeah, genuine fake Christian. Doesn't sound good, does it? No. No. But I want us to go to John chapter 1 quickly. Mm -hmm. John chapter 1. Let me just open up my Bible there. And uh, what you see here is that there is a man by the name of Nathaniel. We're going to read about Mm -hmm. Nathaniel. John chapter 1. Okay. I know you have it on the computer. I love to turn the pages. It's music to my ears. (laughs) It's very loud by doing. (laughs) Okay. Um, Verse 45. Please read that. Okay. Philip found Nathaniel and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also prophets wrote, I'm Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. 
46. And Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Verse 47. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him, coming towards him and said to him, Behold, an Israelite, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no deceit. Okay, notice a very important word here. Behold an Israelite, and what does it say next? In whom the in whom is no deceit. Okay, before that, uh, before it says in whom is no deceit, what does it say before that? Indeed. Indeed. Do you know what the word indeed means? For sure. <laughs> For sure, or truly, verily, genuinely. Yeah. Here is an Israelite indeed. If there is an Israelite indeed, then there can also be an Israelite that is not indeed. Mm. And, and so there's a genuine Israelite and there's a non-genuine Israelite. And this is a genuine Israelite. And one of the characteristics is there is no deceit in you. The, you know, you have this integrity. You have this honesty. In verse 48, it says, Nathaniel said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under what? The, the fig, fig tree. tree. And uh, I saw you. And then it says in verse 49, Nathaniel answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. In Second Samuel 7, there's a messianic um, uh, uh, passage there where the Messiah to come will be a king and that his kingdom will be established forever. So a genuine Israelite, according to this passage of scripture here is one who has no deceit and they acknowledge that Jesus is the Messiah. He is the Christ. Amen. Um, the offer for today is Steps to Christ and um, this book uh, tells you how to know Jesus better and um, it contains God's love for man, the sinner's need for Christ, um, uh, repentance, confession, consecration, faith and acceptance, the test of discipleship, growing up into Christ, the work and the life, a knowledge of God, um, the privilege of prayer, what to do without rejoicing in the Lord, and so much more. It's a tiny but very beautiful book, um, and we'll give you the code to get that book after the break. But for now, stay with us as we listen to this song, All to Us by Halal Music. Precious cornerstone Sure foundation, you are faithful to the end. We are waiting on you, Jesus. We believe you're all to us. Precious cornerstone. Sure foundation, you are faithful to the end. We are waiting on you, Jesus. We believe you're all to us. Let the glory of your name be the passion of the church Let the righteousness of God Be a holy flame that burns Let the saving love of Christ Be the measure of our lives We believe you're all 
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Taz Encounters on Faith FM and um, the uh, song that you just listened to is All to Us by Al Halal Music and um, before we went for a break I promised to give you the code to get the book um, which is our offer today, Steps to Christ. Um, the book is Steps to Christ by Ellen White and the code to get the book is 3MJ5 um, 3MJ number 5 no space in between text that to 0488-880-891 um, to get the book Steps to Christ by Ellen White um, Rako we are in the last section of today's program um, how would you like to finish off? 
We've just talked about a genuine Israelite, uh, an Israelite indeed, and also an Israelite not indeed, uh, or not a genuine Israelite. In John chapter 8, we don't have time, but from verse 37 to verse 44, Jesus is having a dialogue there with some Jews. And uh, you can see there how the Jews are very proud that Abraham is their father. And eventually what Jesus said to them um, is that your father is the devil. And uh, in the physical sense, uh, the Jews, they were, the Jews were children of Abraham, but in the spiritual sense, they were children of the devil. And in Romans chapter 2, verse 28 and 29, it talks about circumcision. And Paul says it's not about being circumcised in the flesh, but it's in the heart. And uh, by doing that, you become a Jew. You become an Israelite. Not a literal Jew, but a spiritual Israelite. Mm. So we can all become spiritual Israelites. I know you have the Bible open there to Romans chapter 9. And can you please read verse 6? Okay. Romans chapter 9. And verse 6. But it is not that the word of God has taken no effect, for they are not all Israel who are of Israel. And, and, and we can keep on going, but just for the sake of time, what Paul is saying here, not everyone who says they are an Israelite is really an Israelite. Let's put this in the modern understanding. Not everyone who says that they are a Christian are really a Christian. Mm-mm. Okay, and it's good to you know be a fourth or fifth generation Christian. That's really cool, but uh, you know, are you living like a Christian? Because you've got nominal Christianity, which is a Christian just in name. And in Galatians chapter three, Paul writes there how when we be when we enter into the family of God, we become sons of God, and when we get baptized, we put on Christ, and we become heirs. Uh, um, it's like we become an heir of Abraham's seed. Um, and, and so the thing is this, we are sons of God in terms of creation, but we are not all sons of God in terms of um, redemption. Okay. Yeah, because we have to accept Jesus Christ as our Savior and Lord to be sons of God in terms of redemption. So Abraham's seed is not defined genetically or biologically. It is defined by spiritual relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, in, in Philippians chapter 3, we won't open there, but a, a, a true Israelite is also one that has joy and rejoices in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. And I believe Christians are to be the most joyful people. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I, I've read in the book <laughs> in Adventist Home, it's called pay, uh, page 37, we need more sunshiny Christians, I read there but let me just put all of this together uh, we've read this parable about the fig tree, it cannot represent literal Israel, it represents spiritual Israel, it's something that's, um, it talks about uh, things in the future um, when you see all of these things coming, you know, the, the tree the fig tree and other trees, the other trees are the Gentiles, um, when you see these, uh, when you see it budding you know that summer is near um, even at the doors, Jesus is soon coming and the whole point is that literal Israel in the Old Testament had a mission, and the mission was to tell others about God, but they really failed. And when you read Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 6 and 7, you read there how Israel was to do inreach, but also outreach, and God had chosen them. And before the Babylonian captivity, uh, they intermingled with the pagan nations and adopted their cultural practices, and uh, they really didn't um, do the mission in sharing God with others. And after the Babylonian captivity, uh, well, they shut 
themselves up and, and they and Israel had put on the self righteous armor, isolating herself from the nations. And so we come to the New Testament. There's there's eventually twelve apostles and the twelve apostles they reach out to other people, to the Gentiles. And so these Gentiles they accept Jesus, they become known as a spiritual Israelite. And so um it's it's all about doing the mission of God. Mm-hmm. And so to reach out there and, and Jesus is coming soon. And remember we talked about Sister Truce in the beginning. She had this intense desire to tell people about Jesus. And um I want to encourage people to have this missionary uh, zeal um, for, for God and um, to to not just retreat from mission, but to risk it all for the sake of mission because there's a world out there that is lost. There are billions of people out there. They've probably heard the name of Jesus, but the question is, do they know Jesus? And let's learn from our past history and, and uh, let us also remember when the tree germinates or shoots forth up, there's also the point of still growing in Jesus, you know, to grow, to grow, to grow. Mm. Indeed. Um, thank you so much, uh, Rako, for that beautiful sharing. And I be, I hope our listeners have been blessed. Um, and just to remind our listeners of the offer for today, we are giving out this book, uh, Steps to Christ by Ellen White. And the code to get the book is 3MJ5, 3MJ5, text card, no space in between, 3MJ5 to 048-880-891 to get the book Steps to Christ by Ellen White. Um, Rako, what do you have for us next week? Uh, next week we're continuing um, in Matthew 24, mm-hmm. and we'll be talking about the days of Noah. Okay, um, so join Rako uh, next week on Wednesday, same time to learn more about what he has to say on that topic. And um, tomorrow we have Peter Watts um, continue with the series Searching for Certainty, and Peter will be talking about the temple and Jerusalem. So join Peter tomorrow um, to learn more about that. And thank you for joining us today. I hope you've been blessed, and wherever you are, enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to finish with this song, Love One Another by Carly Fletcher. Everyone will know that you are my disciple